Here at Two Girls, One Mike, we encourage you to find ethically produced porn, and regular listeners know that it's a great time in the industry. Performers can set their own terms and interact with fans like you directly. So we're partnering with Cam4.com to bring you a special offer. Go to Cam4 coupon slash podcast and create your free account. And Cam4 is giving you 20 free tokens to get you started, which you could send a model to stand out, play games, or make requests. Is this gamifying porn? It's not not gamifying porn. I'm totally okay with this. So Cam4 has models who are game for almost anything. If you're into it, Cam4's got it on demand with tokens. Requests like wave to the camera. With a dildo. Suck on that same dildo while riding a stuffed unicorn. Teach my mother to use her iPhone. Answer, pray tell, what exactly is the air velocity of an unladen swallow? Read Ayn Rand. Burn Ayn Rand. Call people fascists for burning Ayn Rand. Find a recipe for homemade ravioli. Pretend to be my girlfriend from Canada when my roommate walks in. Touch yourself to the sounds of Yanni. Touch yourself to the sounds of Weird Al Yankovic. Wait, you don't already? Uh, uh, to enjoy some foreplay with the models before we finish you off, go to cam4coupons.com slash podcast. That's cam and the number four coupons.com slash podcast to create your free account today. This is Two Girls, One Mike. The show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porncast that has its very own Madonna whore complex. I'm your co-host, Yvette Dantremont, and here is my lovely, talented, and bubbly blonde co-host, Alice Vaughn. Alice, how are you doing this week? You know what? I'm doing even better now that we all nailed the clap, and I do not mean chlamydia. <laughs> we did nail that clap. Now, to inform our listeners who may not be familiar with the uh, the wild world of audio editing, we all have our own separate tracks that we're recording in our, our remote little uh, locations in Los Angeles, New York, in a bunker somewhere in New Mexico, I assume, of course. And we have to record these tracks. And to make sure that they're all lined up, we say one, two, three, and then clap. And I... I'm apparently not good at my rhythm. Alice, we've learned, is our good clap leader. So when she leads you to the clap, you're going to like it. You're going to walk away enjoying that experience. Yeah, our tangents are going weird today. You know what? I will allow it. And so will all of my gynecologists. Um, <laughs> all of them? Do you have a, do you have a staff of gynecologists? I want to know what's happening with your pussy that you have all of them. Look, I'm just saying that I double, triple, quadruple check that pussy. So <laughs> does not everyone... Like a second opinion. A fifth opinion. Now, yeah. we have a guest, speaking of vaginas, and, and that have been checked and we think are delightful. <laughs> <laughs> we have a wonderful guest on today that we're very happy to have. Oh, thank you. I'm really excited because we have Joanna Angel on the show today. Hi. Okay, so you're basically a one-woman empire. Yeah, which is, it's just so impressive in this industry. Oh. Oh, well, thank you. You're a Hall of Famer. You're a writer. You're a director. You're a porn star. You're a lemon thief. I am a lemon thief professionally. Yeah. A lemon thief? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Now, people know about your other work, but we need to hear about the lemon thievery. Yeah. Well, I've had a lemon tree, so I need to, I, I have a vested interest in this. Well, you better watch out <laughs> <laughs> for all those lemon ceiling whores. I'm coming for them. <laughs> You know what? If someone's going to steal my lemons, I want it to be Joanna Angel. I think that's fair. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> I will invite you over to make some lemon curd with me if you steal my lemons. <laughs> All right. And so for our audience and Yvette who are unaware of 
the lemon thievery. So where that comes about is because you did, from what I'm aware of, in one of the porns, there was a plot where James Dean and an actress I stole lemons. Oh yes, God. where you stole lemons. And yeah. it's great because they look away from their lemon tree for about 10 seconds, as they even say in their script. And you're like taking uh, lemons and shoving them into a one piece. Yeah, yeah. That's oh my God. one piece. I seriously did this porn like probably 12 years ago. Wow. And it's very funny because like, I just remember the day I was going to set. Like I, it's like, I wonder if that's how people feel when they record their hit song on like their first album. Like I didn't know that day was going to be the day that no matter what else I did for the rest of my career would be more remembered than anything else. Oh my God. <laughs> I it's keep trying. The day that you do the thing I'm, that people know you for. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know. You peaked with that lemon tree, man. Yeah, I think that was the beginning and end of my career was that lemon tree. Oh my God. But yeah, I, I really didn't know. And it's funny, but not funny or ironic and kind of sad. I mean, that, that the guy in the scene is my ex-boyfriend and- we definitely don't speak anymore and haven't spoken in probably, I don't know, eight years or something. Oh dear. And the guy who shot the scene is dead. And the girl on the scene is also dead. Oh my Very God. Sad. Yeah. And I, I think he actually uh, murdered her, but that's a whole other story um, that I, Ooh. yeah, porno that's, uh, uh, things. But, uh, but I did steal the lemons <laughs> and we all made a great video <laughs> before a lot of tragic things happened <laughs> 10 years later. <laughs> Yikes. We all made a great porn. Oh I have questions about the porn and I have <laughs> okay. questions about the uh the I eventual don't, I don't want to tell. Oh my well, god. It's not funny. It's no, funny, but it's no, not it's, funny. I mean, she was a good friend of mine. No, no, I mean it's it's <laughs> the context of how it was told yeah. was funny, but not the and by the way, murders. Yeah. Like lemons, delightful part of career murders. We think. I mean, I think it wasn't officially confirmed. I don't know. I still Oh man. Oh my god. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of darkness in those lemons, I guess. Oh. <laughs> but at the time That's a great line to start a chapter in a book. There was a lot of darkness in those lemons. Yeah, yeah. And so people always want to ask me about it. And I'm like, well, <laughs> well it all started with lemon stealing. <laughs> but it was one of those things. It was and I remember in the beginning of the day, the director was like, I don't know what to do today. And he had this lemon tree and he's like, why don't you just steal those lemons? And then you get yelled at. And it was like, okay. And I was so new in porn. I was like, all right, well, that's not what I was expecting to do today. And then I remember looking in my suitcase that I brought to set and I was like, well, all the clothes I brought, you know, was just like heels and stripper bikinis. Cause it, you know, I thought it was going to be that kind of day. And I was like, I don't really have clothes to run around the yard steal lemons and he's like no it's fine just wear your wear your stripper clothes and I was like okay what is appropriate lemon stealing attire though? you know I don't know I guess I was thinking like you know like shorts and a tank top yeah suburban housewife yeah, oh sorry yeah, yeah. it's just I thought this was a public alley and I could just grab this these is way 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 before I was a MILF so I didn't bring like blazers and pants you know that's that's very normal for me to bring to set now oh but back God. then it was nothing but like bright you know colored okay. stripper clothes don't tell me that i've been wearing blazers since i exited the womb 
She has a shower blazer. It's oh, very moisture-wicking. It's a plastic one. It's technically a poncho with an open slit, oh, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's very fancy. You must you must have a fancy shower where you have, you have meetings in there and stuff. <laughs> one day, I think she should get like a latex blazer. Wait, I want a latex blazer. See, I knew it. They make latex blazers. Yeah, they do. I know a couple of companies we could hook you up with. I'm Googling this. What? And make entire latex suits. Oh, yeah. They're not cheap, so be careful. Put some money aside and get yourself a, a nice latex blazer. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to get latex, invest. Put money in. Yeah. Right before you called, I was actually organizing all my clothes. Uh-huh. And yeah, I just did a movie like a couple weeks ago where everybody was wearing latex in it. So I had this like oh, nice. entire bag full of just like lots and lots of latex and it was just spilled all over the floor. I'm like, there's like about $7,000 worth of plastic in front of oh, me right yeah. now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, I better like <laughs> fold it up. And the smell of, of latex oil and powder is everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Latex and lube and powder and everything. Yeah. I did a teensy little bit of modeling eight-ish years ago, and my Uh first thing was a runway show in a latex dress. Yeah, yeah. I still have the dress, and I'm terrified to try putting it back on. Like, I'm the same size again, but I'm like... that's good. Put it it on! "Ah, Put some lube on and put it on. Yeah. Next time we're at, like, if we go to Exotica next year, Alice, I'll bring the dress. Okay, you know, I've worn latex to Exotica. Well, I guess, which Exotica are we talking about? Mm, that's a great question. I mean, they have Chicago, right. Florida, New Jersey, and Portland. Yeah. Are there any others? I think that's all. But uh, I'm going to miss New Jersey, unfortunately, this year. Oh, yeah. I've worn latex to the Jersey one. And then when you go outside, it's like, gosh, because it's so cold that time of year in New Jersey. Ooh. Yeah, and then, like, in October. You would think it is. People think it's bad to wear latex in the heat because you get sweaty. I don't really care. I can be sweaty all day, but like, I mean, it's literally like you're wearing a piece of plastic in the freezing cold air. Yeah. It's like it's like the, it like got twenty degrees colder. You get yeah. cold in ways that you don't expect. Yeah, yeah, like no, it's, it's you know the feeling when you when your nipples are hard from the cold. It's like that exacerbated in horrible, horrible ways. Yeah, no, it was it was crazy, but I'd still recommend it. I'm very pro latex. I love I love latex. It feels really good on your skin. It does, and it looks beautiful, and like. It's my like designer clothes. Like I don't buy Louboutins or whatever. I don't, I've never bought like a designer anything in my life, but I'll buy like nice latex. So when I want to like go somewhere fancy, I'm like, oh, latex. Like, it just looks fancy. It does. Here's an opportunity for a quick learning moment because our audience might have people that are interested in latex. What should someone look for in a good piece of latex? I don't own any latex, so I'm learning. You know, I don't know because I've only bought latex from like two people and they're like oh, two okay. of the best people. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I would just make sure it's like reputable. But what's the worst that could happen? It's just Ill-fitting, um, yeah. it, it's something that falls apart quickly, those types of issues. I mean, ultimately, it's clothes, you yeah. know, like just try it on. If it feels right, wear it, you know, gotcha. <laughs> it's not like you're going to get like a <laughs> like a medical emergency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a medical emergency from late. I'm trying to think yeast <laughs> yeah right i know how much yeast buildup is there if there's a medical emergency <laughs> it's gotta be real bad oh. do we need to call one of my nine gynecologists 
It's up to nine now. What happened in the last 20 minutes? It was four, then it was five, now it's nine. There is a situation occurring in, in Alice. Do you alternate them? Do you lie to the, to the other ones? Do you say, oh, it's my yearly exam, but you're really going every month to someone else? <laughs> this isn't about the gynecology, Alice. I actually did that one time. This is about vaginal validation at this point. It's the most unsexy affair I've ever heard of. I just want someone to tell me it's pretty. Tell me it's good. My vagina is valid. Tell me the clitoral hood is normal. I just want to confirm the way this labia flaps. Normal, right? It's okay if the left one's bigger, right? (laughs) It's okay if it waves high, right? It's okay if my labia has its own form of nipples, right? I have questions. I'm not a doctor. No? If your labia has its own form of nipples, please email us info at twogirlsonemike.com. I, I can't answer those questions. You got to call got to call a doctor. This is why you have nine gynecologists. Yeah. If one of them don't know, then, you, then maybe you need one more. <laughs> if your labia gently weeps. <laughs> if my labia is crying and I can tell it's definitely not cum. Should I see see a gynecologist? The color would suggest uh, what to do with that, I think. Oh, Lord. Why does my labia have tear ducts? Tears of my labia. Sorry. That was how the song went, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It definitely did. It was a hit single. By the Bengals. Yes. So, I mean, you've kind of been a pioneer in... Well, someone would describe it as punk rock porn or really what uh, Suicide Babes tried being, but I think you best describe them as the McDonald's of alt porn. Yeah. So funny. I said that once. That's an amazing line. People keep remembering it. It's so funny. And I mean, you've managed to create an empire out of producing something that people didn't know they wanted. And once they saw it, they're like, Yes. They're like, oh yeah, I want more of this. Yeah. Yeah. And uh-huh. I mean, that's you. I think you figured out what you wanted to watch is what I, I mean, or at least that's what I feel when I see your work. Yeah. No, it really is. Over the years, sometimes when times were slow or I was just stuck, I'd be like, okay, well, let me just look at like the market and look at stats and try to just make what I think people want to see. And every time I do that, it would fail. And I'm like, okay, I just have to literally make my business plan to keep just doing whatever the fuck I want, which is like a blessing and a curse because people who do have to follow trends and very much study Mm. their data and their stats and everything, like it's it's easier to figure out what to do next, you know? But I'm like, every time I try to do that, it wouldn't really work. So I have to just kind of wait for that moment where I'm like, aha, I have an idea. Okay, let's do this. (laughs) And that's kind of how everything just always went down. I feel you as a creative. Totally the worst way to run a business ever. I'm not going to be... Mark Cuban when I grow up. But uh, but I did actually, which maybe maybe people know, maybe people don't know. In January, I sold my company. Oh, oh. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Congrats. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I owned it for uh, 16 or 17 years or something. So. You do not look old enough to have owned a business for 16 or 17 yeah. years. So you've done well, thank clearly. You. I'm still directing for it. It's kind of cool because now, nice. now I get like a check from someone else. You lose all the liability. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's cool. So not much has changed to the fans. You know, look, one day they could take it away from me. 
they could fire me, they could end it, they could change it. And I won't really have control, unfortunately, but that day is not today. So um, I'm still directing. And yeah, I think after a while, I learned, I really loved uh, creating and I love making movies and I love producing more so than I liked all the businessy business stuff. I think that once upon a time, I was like, you know, I want to like, make this business bigger and start other businesses. And like, I had a lot of employees and I was doing all this stuff. And then like, I think later on, I was like, I don't really like any of the business part of business. I, but my favorite part is, is creating. Yeah. So selling the company help, you know, I think you learn from running a company. If you like doing the stuff that fuels the company or if you like running it. True. Cause you kind of have to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Or you have to pay someone else to do it. So, (laughs) like, I'm a writer. I just want to be funny. I want someone else to like make the thing run. Yeah. No. And it's unfortunately doesn't work that way until you're making enough money to pay someone to make it run. So it's like getting over that hump. That's the hard part. No, I know. Well, I actually, I'm not sure if you guys knew this either, but I wrote a book last year. I actually have to start two years ago now. Yeah, it came out last year. It's called Night Shift. Congratulations. Um, yeah, it's that uh, you can buy it on Amazon. Night Shift by Joanna Angel. We'll put it in the show notes. Yes. Um, it's a choose your own adventure. What? Erotic novel. Oh, I'm getting this. Wait, I want it. Hold on. I, yeah. I actually, I have to start another one. I have, I'm contractually. This is my, on my Amazon wish list. Thank you. I mean, you just buy, it's like $12. It's like- yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> I'm just putting out there fans. If you want to, if yeah, you want to gift this to it. me and Alice, just to, if you, you should buy it for yourselves and gift it to me and Alice. It's a cheap gift. Wait, I have a question about choose your own adventure with erotica specifically. Okay, hold on. I'll show you guys. Hold on. I have it right, literally right here. I want there to be like a disappointing ending. I want it to be like, and the Cialis doesn't work and you get about three pumps in before he makes you a disappointing breakfast of leftover uh, steak and runny eggs. True story. Okay, that was my book. The choice. Okay, Night Shift. Got it. Nice. Fine Angel. Yeah, we'll definitely link this in the show notes. I'm curious, what kind of choices do you give people? Put in the ass versus put it in the vagina, and then you see what happens. And if you choose wrong, your dick breaks off. No, not a, that extreme. Okay, I am writing the wrong novels. Well, there is some choices like that. There is certain parts of the book where the main character goes and explores things and then in one path she's dominant and in one path Ooh. she's submissive there's like one path do you want to like so you're kind of writing the character not just writing the the little decisions yeah yeah in one path you're getting audited for your taxes for the last yes. five years yeah but you know there's a story there's a bunch of different paths to take there's actually like there's a path where she likes cilantro and there's a path where she thinks it tastes like soap right you know? I, I don't understand why some people think it tastes like soap there's an actual genetic reason for it it's a gene and you know what Everyone I've met that doesn't like cilantro, eventually we wind up having a really big falling out later. So it's I don't think I can get along with people that don't like cilantro. You're in LA, <laughs> putting it on tacos. I get it. Deal breaker. Yeah. 
I wonder if there are people who think it tastes like soap and also like it. Is there anyone out there who thinks it tastes like soap and also likes it? That's a good point. Because I wonder, I've wondered when I'm tasting it, I'm like, I like the flavor of it, but am I tasting it in a way that other people also interpret as tasting like soap, but I like this flavor? Because I don't know, I like the flavor, but I wonder what this, how people interpret it as soapy. Yeah. So that's yeah. fucking with my head. Yeah. I am, there might be some people out there who really like soap. If you enjoyed the taste of soap, email us at info at twogirlswomike.com. We just want to know. Because I've tried a lube that you might enjoy. Yeah, right? So there's just a lot of different paths. But it's about a girl that works at a porn store. So, you know, there's different people that come in and you can follow. Nice. She has her own little adventure with different people. And, and the adventures have more adventures. I have to write another one. So yeah, I, I, you said you're a writer. I don't know if you've written a book, but it's it's very hard. It's a lot. Uh, yeah, I've done the work of writing a book and we're still working on it. But yeah, I, I feel you. There's there's a ton of like heart and effort and research to make sure that the thing is cohesive. You have to go a little bit crazy. Yeah, and you need to make sure that your voice is consistent through it. So there's like, yes. there's a lot that goes into it more. Like, cause normally I'm an essayist, but the book is a different beast. If you're writing fiction, I think a lot of the what people run into is you have to make sure every character's voice is very yes. different because essentially you are everybody's voice, but you yeah. can't make every character sound the same. Getting characters out of your head and f- getting you into theirs. You have to be them. Yeah, you really have to. It's a mind fuck to yeah. stop being you when I you're know. writing. I have to write another one. I'm supposed to be done with one by like January, so I should probably start one of these days. <laughs> I never even considered that, that you have to think as if you're different people if you're writing. Yeah. Yeah, from the, shit. Okay. Fiction. I think, you know, I think, I think everybody should do it. You know, we live in LA. Everybody here is so like. Has a personality disorder? Yeah. Like narcissistic. Yeah. Myself included now, you know, you become a little bit like, you, you know, you get some notoriety. Like you, you start to, oh, yeah. you're like this weird character of yourself all the time. And like, I think writing fiction yep. is a, a very good exercise for people because you literally have to step outside yourself (laughs) and see what it's like to be someone else you know you can make alternative versions of yourself you can get some other voices of I don't want to say their voices in my head but you can get the (laughs) other thoughts you've had that you can't voice as you uh, through another character or thoughts that you don't agree with Uh, and you can have those fights outside externally yeah everyone has them I mean I've fought with myself multiple times in cars and showers. I've won so many arguments. Those are my places. Yeah, the shower is a great place to have it out with yourself. Yes. It really is. Or to recap on debates, you could have won. (laughs) Or that you're going to win later today that you know are never going to happen. This is why I'm right. (laughs) Somehow seeing the person that that you were totally going to have a huge argument with, they never happen. No. And like the volume level of it goes down by about 12 notches. Yeah. Or you see a popular tweet and you get so angry, but you don't know how to respond online. So you just argue about it in the shower. I'm sorry, Ben Shapiro. We have debated multiple times. Yeah. Uh, Ben Shapiro is a sad little man. I know. I'm not one of those people that I don't, I don't like to fight with people on Twitter. I do. You know, different people are different. It gives me anxiety. I don't like it. But so like when I see something I don't agree with, I have to like tell someone, be like, I don't agree with this. 
but I won't say it on Twitter. It depends on the group that's being mm-hmm. douchey on Twitter, if I'm going to engage or not. I'm like, if I know that engaging with this person will get their little army of, of sad people on my case, then I'm like, eh, not worth my time. Right. If it's going to get me new followers, I'll admit I'm like, hmm, trolling for new people to come and listen to the podcast and read my writing. Well, that's great. That's, that's good. I, I admire that, you know? I can't Getting do a posh edit at Ben Shapiro is fine. One day, if I'm re- retiring from life, I'm just going to respond to everyone. Oh, my every God. I've ever wanted to stay. And I'm like, and then delete. <laughs> I am a firm believer in deleting Twitter history that's further back than a year. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Like why? Yeah. Uh, because your Twitter history that's longer than a year old really isn't relevant. I think that everyone has like tweets that are within a conversation where you're just like, fuck you, delete your account that a year later looks stupid. And in the moment we're completely fine and we're completely in the tone. And I think that's a pretty normal thing to do is to like a lot of people go back and delete tweets that are longer than a year old. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't do it on my Facebook page, but Twitter. Yeah. Like those are just a lot of those are 140 character yeah. shits. Like I like Instagram. I think it's a more yeah. friendly place. Yes. You know, you can post cool photos of food and dogs and look at yeah. good looking people And you can just write like a witty little caption and like, you know, there's less like. It's this oasis of non-douchiness on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've learned things. I've learned recipes and workout routines and like things that are useful rather than just like. I've been there for makeup stuff. Yeah, makeup stuff. It's really good for that. And it's like, it's it's slightly less gossipy than the YouTube makeup community. Totally, yeah. And uh, it's just a happier, friendlier place. I try to kick off porn stars all the time, but other than yes. that, yeah. have you had any issues with that? I haven't. Uh, knock on everything. Knocking on so much wood. I'm knocking on everything. I'll knock on some dicks after. I'm this. very, very, very careful. You know, so I should probably be even more careful than I am. But it's hard. It's like I got to promote my stuff, and my stuff yeah. is porn. But I, I try to be very. Be tasteful or, quote, tasteful in the pictures that are posted to promote it. Well, we've also had conversations with multiple people on the show. I I I forgot who mentioned it, but, um, oh, Lance Hart, who mentioned, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, how different are Fitzbo people from porn stars? I mean, come on. In terms of what they're posting, not Not much. Not much, yeah, no. Well, I could say the difference, which I know. I know the porn star argument for it. And, well, the difference is that, most of us porn stars are promoting our porn. So yes, from what I understand, because I've actually like talked to people at Instagram about it, you know, porn people like aren't getting deleted for the amount of nudity. They are getting deleted because they're promoting porn. So the difference, so when people do say like, oh, like this fitness model, she's showing her nipples. Why can't I show my nipples? It's like, because when you show your nipples, you're saying, watch my new scene on so-and-so.com. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but the fitness person is not saying that. They're like posting a fitness routine. They're just saying to buy their diet tea instead. Uh, Instagram is actually uh, banning all accounts that promote flat tummy tea now. Yeah. Oh, what? I, mean, yeah, I love yeah. that. Nice. Yeah, they're starting to crack down on stuff like that. Good. Because flat tummy tea is bullshit. It's a tough thing, you know, because yeah. we're all using it to promote our business. And it's a very gray area of whether we're allowed to promote our business or not. You know, I have heard yep. that if you 
are promoting a website where the homepage has a like a splash page, like a, are you over 18? Yeah. Then it's okay there. So that is the difference, unfortunately. And I know a lot of porn people say it and they're like, oh, why can't this person, why does this person get to wear a thong and I don't? It's like, well, because you're promoting porn. And that's technically against the rules. So you have to be like, it's like, we're kind of criminals. I don't know. Like if you're a criminal, you got to pay your taxes on time or else you, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, you have to be more careful when you're doing, you're already violating things in the first place. And I completely get it because listeners of the show know that I own a brand called Offensive Crayons and I was banned from Amazon. And sometimes people freak out about, uh, hey, why were you banned from Amazon? Why am I not, you know, banging down doors and drums? And because at the same time, I also believe that platforms have a right to choose what kind of content they do allow and don't allow. I think for me, it's what I care about are what rules are they setting down and then how are they, you know, applying those rules to different people, you know? Exactly. I think they applied the rule in a silly way to you, but at the same time, your product is called offensive crayons. You wanted to offend people. Yeah, it worked. You you offended <laughs> white people and children. Technically Caucasians. Caucasians. What was so offensive about the crayons? The crayons, they have colors like boner pill blue and miscarriage maroon. But I mean, one of the things that I wrote about children was in my marketing ad for um, Amazon when I had it up, I basically said I can't guarantee that these weren't made with slave labor. Okay. Look, all I'm saying is their their tiny fingers in China are just very good for when you're eight years old of just putting on the crayon labels. Okay. No, it's done by a machine, so it wasn't actually done by children. But I was being very tongue-in-cheek. There's plenty of colors that are a lot worse uh, within the set, but I make fun of everyone. There's a white color called privilege. There's... Oh, that's funny. The black one is called lives matter. (laughs) So... That's that's cute. Well, I'm sure there's a place for those crayons somewhere. You could sell them on your Instagram. I... Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) They do pretty well from just going viral from time to time. Oh, really? Yeah. And actually, so, and I'll plug it really quick on this podcast. So if you're listening to this episode, uh, so I have a contest right now for our new porn sex pack, where if you go onto the website, offensivecrayons.com, you go to the color name, submit a color name section. If I choose your color name between now and September 1st. Are they sold anywhere? Yeah, well. Oh, <laughs> you're like. They, wow. they, no, they totally are. They're sold in plenty of gift stores. I actually just signed a licensing deal with the same company that does distribution for Hasbro and Mattel. Oh, well, geez. Okay. Next to your Barbie doll offensive you crayons. You don't need Amazon. Oh, hey, suck it. Well, <laughs> I'll get back on. I will fight them. Um, yeah. Or someone's lawyers will fight them. But my point is this. If you think you have an offensive color name, submit it. Because if I choose your uh, name for the porn sex pack, then uh, you could possibly be the proud owner of $500 and gain the crayon name into the set. So offensivecrayons.com. Okay, I'm going to submit some. There are kind of not rules, but guidelines to what makes a good color name. Don't send us a color name that's just the N-word because it's it's offensive. That's not clever or funny. Yep. If you're going to have open submissions, not funny people are going to come in. All you have exactly. to do is just not pick them. Yep. We're just saying there are guidelines. You can do it. We trust you. I've had so many people already submit bukkake white, 
come stain white, uh, red rocket. It's like, you guys, we, you know what we do for a living, right? Like we thought of those. Yeah. Right. Go existential with this. What, what's bukkake white? Like I get it. I get it. Like there's a lot, like I get, there's a lot of cum in a bukkake and the cum is white, but that's like a, Far stretch, man. It's like, I know. Like, like for gray or green, we're probably going to go with the guilt you feel from getting off a little too hard to tentacle porn. Something like that. That's going to be really long. This needs to be a long ass crayon. We'll figure it out. We do multiple lines. I know yeah, for, yeah. for one of the greens, my heart is set on the money that porn stars don't get from clip sites. Something like that. I oh. don't know. <laughs> You know, I have to just reiterate, people should pay for their porn at some point. Pay for your porn. Um, Pay for your porn. (laughs) It's whispered into the wind. Pay for your porn. ASMR notification to pay for your porn. Guys, I know you haven't written comedy and it shows. Um, (laughs) And I also know I should insult. No offense. No offense, guys. We're just saying some people do some jobs. There's so much offense, actually, from the creator. Given that it's offensive crayons, so that'd do it. The worst part was on the first day of the contest. Do you guys understand how many entries I got? Uh, how many? Take a guess. Um, seven hundred more. That's a lot of entries. Uh, twelve hundred around twelve hundred entries the first day. Wow. Were there any good ones? There were maybe like three good ones. That's I would I would expect that. That's a bad percentage. That's not that's not bad. The percentage is pretty bad. You're putting the creative choice in other people's hands. That's true. But the suggestion we're throwing out is look at the color names for all the other packs that are out and look at the rules. And just don't send us period blood red, man. That's not a good name. No. It's not. I guess you should have a list of all the all the reject names. What I think I'm going to do is write an email to all of my uh, people on my mailing list of all the reject names, or I'm going to post that somewhere where these were the worst of the worst. Yeah, I think that that would be funny. Yeah, do the worst ones. Why not? I mean, there's so many I keep getting over and over. I feel like... I should at least come out with maybe a top 20 or top 10. Hey, yeah. these are so bad. I think it'd be funny. This is exactly what we're not looking for. <laughs> this oh, will man. get you no closer to $500. But you've also written plenty of comedy. Yes, lots and lots of it. I have to say, Yvette and I reviewed The Walking Dead porn that you shot, and oh, it was my great. God. Oh, thank you. We preferred it over the actual version of The Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like The Walking Dead, and I loved The Walking Dead porn. It was amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, Tommy Pistol had a lot to do with that one. We've never seen a thing with him that we didn't like. Yeah, Tommy's amazing. He's a very special person. And I remember, actually, the first time we had Tommy on our show, he mentioned that you helped him get into porn. Yeah, I mean, I I got him into porn. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that, well, we got into porn. Yeah, we got into porn together. Oh, wow. <laughs> so That's I call amazing. him, he's like my porno brother. And he was telling Aww. us about fucking on a rooftop. We, it was my first scene and his first scene. Wait, it was oh, your wow. first scene as well? Yeah. That's like the yeah. genesis of... Uh, I don't, and I don't know anybody else who that's happened to because... That's like the Adam and Eve of this era just kind is, of coming right? into life in that's one day. That's true. Yeah, we are. We're like the oh Adam my God. and Eve. <laughs> in the beginning. It's like the Alpha and Omega came into being on this one day and no one knew this was the penis and vagina that we're going to right there. It's true. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm going to stop being shocked by that now. I'm just, I, I just, I just want to sit back and applaud. I want to find that video. And, uh, yeah, it's in 
2005 when we did our first scene. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm just personally disappointed that New York doesn't have a bigger porn scene because I know you and Tommy are from New York. Yeah. And we did it in New York for a really long time. And then it was time to go, you know, Mm. I, I made porn in New York for a while. And then I was really sad when I had to leave. I tried to make it work, you know. But it, it like it makes sense, you know, and I was so yeah. like, I'm never moving to L.A. I'm never moving to L.A. L.A. is wonderful. And I will vouch for <laughs> L.A. every time. <sighs> I'm, just, I'm just saying the weed is legal here. And you, it's like it's like New York, but you can breathe. I don't like breathing. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you. It's yeah. overrated. Look, I like breathing intermittently. A little blood choking is fine. Look, I, I mean, I've, I've lived here. I've lived in L.A. for I don't know, 10, 12 years now. So mm-hmm. I can't even say New York is home anymore, but New York is always going to be home to me. Yeah. You know, you have your spot in the universe that you're draw- just magnetically drawn to. Yeah. But it, it, it kind of makes sense. You know, the porn shot here, like first everything in New York is very small, you know, and like for filming anything, not just filming a porn, you need a big, <laughs> you need a big yeah. space. <laughs> you yeah, can't like- just like film People fucking cramped in like a walk-in closet apartment. Yeah. And also just the weather, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. There's like eight days of nice weather in New York and you know, you need, you need outdoors. You do. There are girls walking outside, you know, girls doing strip teases by a swimming pool. And I mean, just filming anything is kind of more convenient. It's LA, you're almost you know, guaranteed like, good weather here. You know, as long as Burbank isn't on fire, you'll be fine. Yeah. And even if it is, there's plenty of other places to shoot in, you know. Exactly. I mean, I did. I remember when all the fires were going on. I had to re I had to move shoots. It took, I don't know, fifteen minutes. The Burbank fires two years ago, I literally moved the day before that happened. Oh. So I was like packed up the car, got to San Francisco, and the next day everything, everything was just, on fire. And then I was basically camped out for one month at one house and then moved to the place I was going to be living a little bit further uh, north near Napa. Those fires were eight miles away. Oh, wow. So I was like, ah, just the last few years has been everything burned. Yeah. <laughs> All of our guests live in a bunker in New Mexico. That's where we live. Yeah. But, um, you know, it just makes more sense for porn to be shot uh, in L.A. But there's a lot of like fetish stuff in New York and there's I, I, there's like I think one company that still shoots in New York I mean there's only so many ways to make a park a sexy hey just be more imaginative there, I mean there's nowhere you can find like I remember when I we used to shoot in a lot of places like there's very few places you can find anywhere that's quiet mm-hmm. you know, like <laughs> things you, need, you know just things you need in Plus LA sides to LA like I'm just saying I've never shot or directed anything so now I have to bear in mind you know walking into different apartments oh wait this is horrible for filming yeah Scrap it's very it. difficult to film stuff when there is loud car noises passing every five seconds you know like an ambulance it's a very common thing on a film set where the sound guy will be like hold for sound hold for sound like it's just like in new york there's so many sounds very hard you can't hold for sound in new york you'll never record anything there are some i mean obviously people film things in new york i have like been to like little shoots in new york that have filming tv shows and stuff you know and they're in studios with the studios they're they're very 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 expensive and in la Um, i think because there's just so many people Shooting porn, you know, it just makes sense. Okay, so now that you've sold your company, what are you excited about doing nowadays? So are you writing, directing, shooting more? What are you doing? Action figure? Yeah, I'm still writing. I'm still directing. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, I'm directing actually 
more than ever, you know. Wait, didn't you win this past year, like, best scene at the AVNs? I won a bunch of things. Okay. okay. You're like, like, thanks for bragging. Not to brag, but I'm on top of everything. Um, Yeah, actually. Alice, you're kind of forgetting, like, the 16 different awards, but okay. Tell us, tell us. Well, this year or other years or which award show or I don't know. Which one are you proudest of? I was just referring to AVNs. This past year at AVN, I won for Best Supporting Actress, actually. Oh, in which film? In uh, Trailer Park Taboo. We're going to have to review it then. It's not a very happy movie. It's a sad movie. It's actually the first drama I wrote in porn. But we We haven't watched watched any dramas yet. So Trailer Park Taboo, we're watching it. Yeah, so that was the first drama I directed. And it was nominated for a lot of awards, but the only one it won was Best Supporting Actress. But for me, uh, in in the Best Supporting Actress role of the nice college girl. You know, it's a very sad story. It's like Eight Mile, but... Oh my! <laughs> it's eight mile, but with porn. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> You're putting it on the docket. Yes, we only have about a thousand films on the docket, but yes, look, it means we're going to be in business for a good long time. Yeah, I'm waiting for us to be like in our in our late seventies and still doing this podcast. You never know if podcasts and the internet and civilization are still a thing. <laughs> we'll be the Doctor Ruth. Uh, Ruth of Paul and the reviewing. <laughs> Doctor, I'm not even going to try to do the accent. No, not today. I'm not My brain does not enough. have I'm it. I'm sorry. Is Doctor Ruth? I no. I I, I I have the Jewishness, but not the uh, Russianness. I can't do them together. You know, if you go on Burning Angel, you could. We have lots of movies that you can review. <laughs> What's your favorite work you've done that you've been involved with in any way? Oh, I don't know. What's your least favorite work? How about that? <laughs> What's more memorable? I mean, every time I make a new movie, I always like my new ones better than my old ones. You know, I think everybody. That, that happens with me and my writing too. Yeah, like you're, you're like, like I've oh. talked myself. Yeah. And well, la- last year in, de- in just in December, I made a movie called Insomniac. Um, oh, nice. that's, that's probably my favorite one. So it's a thriller. And then I guess, okay, I guess I have two of my favorite ones of all time. And one which did win for best comedy a couple of years ago. Ooh. And it was called Jews Love Black Cock. And that's um, my favorite. That's very movie. specific. As, as, yeah. as a Jew, I approve of this. Yeah, well, you should have watched that movie. It was a very important movie in Jewish cinema. Lahayam, uh, I'll watch it, okay? A lot of people think it's funny because I get it. The title is funny. But like the movie is legitimately funny. Like it's not just like... We have to watch this now. You know, I get it. The title you laugh at because it's a porn title. Oh, no. I think it's amazing. And I want to see it for so many reasons But, like, the movie you will laugh with, I promise. It's very funny. I worked very, very hard on it. And I actually had, before I filmed it, I had a good friend of mine who's, like, a comedian look over some of it. And they were, like, in tears. We have to review this. And I feel like we have to get a Black friend on to review it with us so that we have a Jewish friend, a Black friend, and our most Aryan person we know. Yeah. Never met a black person or a Jewish person that didn't like the movie. The only people that were offended by it were the Goyim. Yeah, white people that weren't either. Let's find a rabbi. If you're a rabbi, email us info at twogirlswithmike.com. Let's get our friend BJ Kramer on. He is the most oh, Jew. Yes. Like, BJ is a former Hasid, but like he he like escaped and we have tales from him. Yeah. Uh, there's I have some Hasidic people in my family. As I like to say, I'm Jewish. Yeah. 
That's a little bit. Mine is guilt and latkes. That's basically my religion. Yeah. Well, I would highly recommend watching it. It's very funny. Jews of Blackhawk. And then also there was another movie that was one of my favorites and it's called Metal Massage. And it's about two metalheads that run a massage parlor. And I really love it. It's very funny. This is going to sound very silly, but what is a metalhead per se? I mean, you just gotta have to see the movie. Okay, okay. find out. Uh, you know? Metalhead. <laughs> I was just wondering, yeah. like, really into metal music. I mean, they're like two dudes with big hair, and they, you know, and okay. then instead of like the typical massages, they do like a <laughs> like they had an air guitar special in the massage parlor. Oh my where, god! Where the masseuse just plays air guitar, and the girl mas- the girl massages herself. <laughs> I'm picturing some singing. In the middle of the massage, we uh, don't have the license to do that. But <laughs> oh yeah, but it's it's really funny. I really love that one too. We had a, like a lot of fun making that one. Yeah, I can imagine though where licenses come into an issue where you want to maybe you know pull in a song, but then you can't play it because you don't have the rights to it. You can't pull in any song at all. Oh I God. actually used to have a lot of when Burning Angel first started. I used some like rancid songs and bouncing soul songs and stuff in some of my earlier movies. Cause I did, I had like good friends that were friends oh, with the nice. band and, you know, and oh, that's awesome. Stuff, but that is very rare. It's yeah. Very rare. Nowadays you get pulled with a DMCA like this. Right. Well, you need, yeah. you can't put a song in any movie unless you no. have permission. <laughs> I mean, that would be insane. That yeah, wouldn't be fair. Absolutely. You know? I mean, I also recorded like a little bit of the AVNs and I had like the trail end of, I think, some Cardi B and they were like, nope, you can't. Yeah. I mean, so, you can't. You know? I, I didn't realize. <laughs> the yep. things you learn. <laughs> they are out to find it. You realize why all porn looks the way it does, you know, like when you can't use logos and you can't use songs and you can't, you know, you realize like how much... Culture. Oh, wait, you can't use logos. So a lot of clothing, do you have to not use stuff that ever has logos on it? Yeah, you can't use stuff that ever has logos wow. on it. I mean, you can't do that in a regular movie either, but they get permission. I didn't realize that. that. You can. You know how many times I've had to black out like the Nike logo on sneakers? Because it's always like when you're doing doggy, you always see the guy's shoes, always. And there's always like... Oh, that's true. One of my friends, they were filming a reality show in his house and they had to take like black electrical tape and put it over Everything. every... La- like a Maytag label on the refrigerator, label over that. And when I used Everything. to shoot in my house, I used to live in a shoot house and yeah, everything, everything in the house. There was black tape everywhere. It felt like scary. Yeah, because apparently otherwise it's advertising. Yeah, I mean, you can't even have paintings hung up that you, unless it's like public domain stuff, you know? Wait, what? Yeah. I'm you can't learning. Just use somebody's painting. <laughs> That's a good point though. That yeah. is, yeah. That's why when you see most porn, it's like in a very generic looking house with very ugly artwork on the wall. <laughs> That's like, oh, here's this painting that's like a weird red splotch <laughs> whatever like you they have were to allowed. buy exactly you have to buy the most hey it's it's not a rothko but it looks like it so it'll work there needs to be a rembrandt for porn it's true that it, they would probably make good money if there was like a store in la that just sold like a bunch of non-trademarked everything that you could use for movies you know just like the most Land store ever, yeah. It's not a Rothko or a Pollock, but I smeared stuff on a painting and it looks exactly the fuck like it. Here you go. Yeah, no, it's true. So business idea number 1057, I think this is. Paintings for porn stars. Yes. Well, just in general for movies. Filming. You know, filming. Yeah. yeah. 
unless you're like a you know, big production company and you can do the real stuff. And if you're a big production company who's somehow listening to this show, contact us. We'll figure <laughs> something out. Somebody who just paints uh, <laughs> st- like paintings for use on sets. Yeah, paintings to fuck in front of. <laughs> what we really need is just a, a very mediocre artist to contact us. <laughs> I'm just picturing now like a Karen at an Ikea, like choosing one of those really bad mass-produced prints going, yeah, that's good for the bedroom. I could fuck in front of that. Yeah, yeah I could do anal in front of it. <laughs> I mean, these are things that you have to think of when you're a producer. (laughs) I've never even considered that, where you have to look at an art piece and think if it's going to go well with your anal scene. Or if it's allowed. Or if it's allowed. I think think it would look great if I was having anal sex in front of like a cool photo of Iggy Pop, but that's just not allowed. (laughs) We can't have any Jackson Pollocks in here. So instead it's going just be a plain white wall or maybe some modern art piece that uh Iggy if you are personally listening to this and you think it's okay to use your image in pornography contact us info at two girls one mic because we want people to bang with your image no that's that's, Iggy deserves more than that look I'm just saying we we want to see Danny DeVito porn and we're we're being denied statistical likelihood if you're Iggy Pop's assistant (laughs) send him a note it's not gonna happen guys no. Look, weirder shit has happened on this show. I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> What's exciting in your life? Porn, non-porn? Yeah, I don't know. I've been directing this year. It's been pretty exciting because I, I felt like I did the same thing in porn for a very, very long time mm. being in um, my own company. Um, and I've been able to branch out and do new things. Oh, look, I had this here. I'll show it. ABN Magazine did like a very big story on me and put me on the, on the nice. cover. That's pretty exciting. I am taking screenshots of this and putting it to our Patreon because this is awesome. And you look killer in that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wow. I'm a vampire. (laughs) I want to know where you got that one piece. Yvette, how can we describe this one piece to our audience? That's just, Um, you know, plain black, simple one piece. Lacey. I think I got it on Amazon, the place you are banned from. Ha, 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 ha. Well, they take a lot of my money. I'm banned from selling, but not from buying shit. That's like every other day. Yup. Oh, Amazon. Yeah. Jeff Bezos, call me. I, I want my own $50 billion. I'm your ex-wife. He is looking for a new one. Yeah. He's already dating. My, my dog needs to announce that a leaf blew somewhere in the neighborhood. Well, that's a problem. The leaf should have consulted with him first. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy, thank you for alerting me. I don't know what I would have done without you. He's a very cute, very loud, tiny little little thing. Aww. How dare you? I, I likewise have the foofy L.A. dog. Yeah. yeah I got two little fur balls. You know, I feel like I'm the only person whenever we're recording who doesn't have an animal at this point. This time next year, I want a dog. Yeah. Get a dog. You're going to be all grown up and you're going to have yourself something yeah, to... Yeah, you can have one at this time next week, actually. It's not yeah, hard. Yeah, you don't need that much play. <laughs> like, the way I ended up getting Buddy was I was at this festival and the animal shelter was there, like, saying, here are dogs. And I was like, I think I want that dog. And I went home and considered it and drove 50 miles the next day back to get that dog. So you can literally get a dog tomorrow however i might be in a situation to get a clone and this is going to sound really crazy but let me explain 
So one of my friends may or may not be conducting an interview for my friend's company. And in return, this company, she comes from a science background. She used to work in labs and she has this adorable like little black poodle called Mr. Gibbs, which anyone who ever sees this toy poodle, they just want to keep him because he's a stuffed animal. But this company specializes in cloning animals. Of course, it's ridiculous. It's like an arm and leg. It's like 50 grand to set up the clone. Yeah, I feel like I've, I've heard about that before on one of those like the, the ridiculous things rich and famous people do or something. You know? Yeah, like Barbara Streisand has like 13 of them. Who knows? Right, right, yeah. But- there is a good chance that if, you know, she goes through with the interview, she could get a clone of this little dog and I want a clone. And also just to say I have a clone of something is just cool and insane. So, look, I know I could, I'm definitely going to get like a rescue dog, but. I mean, if you can get it for free, then you that's You can fine, get a free but... clone dog. Like, don't pass that up. Yeah, I'll, no. I'll give you that if it's yeah. free. But at the same time, if you sit there and hold out for years, well, it's still not happening. Happening. Yeah, just go to the shelter and get a dog and then uh, hold out. Shelter's a backup. There are adorable, loving, sweet dogs that will lick your face until you are, are crying with happiness that are sitting at a shelter right now right that now. want and they're you great. for their mother. I'm saying this to everyone in the audience who's considering getting a dog. Get a dog. It will make you so much happier. Both of my dogs are shelter dogs. And Same. like every dog owner, I sincerely believe that my dogs are cuter than anybody else's. <laughs> And you're right. <laughs> and I am. <laughs> Here's my little foof. Oh, so he's cute. cute but useless. He's, Aww, he's not very perfect. smart. But yeah, no, my dogs aren't smart. He's either. a good lap dog. Why would you want a smart dog? Exactly. I don't yeah. want. I don't want a dog that can outsmart me. Yeah, exactly. I want a smart dog. I'm sorry. Am I the only one? <laughs> I've well, had, you know, my last dog was smart, but he, she was kind of a sociopath. Yeah, my dogs just understand sleeping and eating and snuggling. Very basic, basic things. I wish Buddy were a little smarter. Like, he has never once caught a treat that I've thrown for him. He is a broken little animal. Yeah. He's he's yeah. very sweet. He's a little creature of habit. He sleeps under the covers on my feet. And he's just, he's so cute, but he is useless. And I'm Aww. aware of this. That's good. But, hey. Yeah. But it's like, I know what he is. He's a lover, not he's a He's a lover. Yeah. He just exactly. wants to sit on your lap and have... Have a good time. That's what I got with him. So obviously, a lot of our audience already knows you and where to find your stuff or Burning Angels stuff. But for those who want to see more of you, where can our audience find you? Well, just go to burningangel.com. You, you can find me on Twitter and you can find me on Instagram, just at Joanna Angel. Both of my accounts are verified. And actually, you can search me on Pornhub. You can find my stuff there. Nice. What we're saying <laughs> is Joanna is omniscient and om omnipresent yes. and omnipotent. It's very easy to find me. There's no excuse. <laughs> Joanna is the, is, she is the goddess of the porn universe. You can find her everywhere. Thank you. She is Thank all you. of us. We have. If we you get a boner, I, I'm there somewhere. You heard it. You felt the boner, actually. Yeah, I, I feel it. Every boner. She felt it every and you boner felt her. I feel. Yeah. She, she is the essence of it. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if God could feel boners? I hope God is a boner. Yeah. God is, I mean, he's definitely God a dick. God is a big boner. <laughs> you get to heaven and just God is one giant hairy testicle sack. So speaking of testicle sack, so we have some... <laughs> <laughs> 
we have some Patreons who are going to get some additional content from this episode to thank this week. And this week, we want to thank Kelly Frazier, Sonia O'Claire, Kevin Boundy, Stephen Jones, Dale Stringham, Mike Sorbetsko, Debbie Rainwright, Dionysus, Eris Knight, Falco Hyfing, Graham Smallwood, Richard Horrell, Therese LaSalle, and many, many more. And if you also want to become a Patreon, uh, just turn us over at patreon.com slash twogirlswithmike or just go to twogirlswithmike.com where you could find our Facebook, our Twitter, and all things that we do and for more content from this episode. But of course, you could find Yvette and I separately bouncing around. And Yvette, where can our audience find you? Over at The Cybabe on Twitter and Instagram. And on Facebook, I'm at facebook.com slash Cybabe, where you can find me serving up science and a heaping dose of dick jokes and snark. Alice, where can people find you? Uh, you can just find me at my respective Twitter at Rational Blonde. But guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Kelly Frazier, Sonia O'Claire, Kevin Boundy, Stephen Jones, Dale Stringham, Mike Sorbetsko, Debbie Rainwright, Dionysus, Eris Knight, Falco Hyfing, Graham Smallwood, Richard Horrell, Therese LaSalle, and many, many more.